Hello people, you're listening to Stories by Sneha. I am Sneha Atsrekar, your host and the writer of this series. Our story today is conceptualized by Triloy Karmakar. In our last episode, we met Renuka who is a medical worker in a hospital in a small village, Yelur. Renuka stays with her husband and her daughter Urmi who suffers from a kind of speech impairment. Of late, Covid cases have been rampant in the village. Renuka has been witnessing too many deaths and it has begun to play on her mind. One evening, while returning home, some mysterious events take place that frighten her to the core. Let's listen to the final part of 2 o'clock. Who's there? She asked, surprised at the tremor in her voice. Beads of sweat began to roll down her forehead. She could barely feel her limbs. Fear makes most people do what Renuka began to do next. She stood still and began to chant prayers. The air around her suddenly began to feel cold, even as sweat dribbled down her back. Who's there? She asked again, gathering courage at the end of her prayer. A street dog showed up as he trotted out of the dark with a bark or two in response to Renuka's question. She was familiar with the dog and it also snuffled and brushed against her feet in acknowledgement to the acquaintance. In a snap, however, the dog turned his attention towards the lane from where the log had just disappeared and it began to bark frenetically while cantering towards something that Renuka could not see as yet. The dog appeared to look into the air at a particular distance and bark at the intruder. Renuka did not move. She watched. She watched on with bated breath as the dog barked one instance in a manner to attack the unknown force it had sensed, but in the next moment faltered and chickened out, whining into one of the unlit bylanes. The whining of the dog continued, even as Renuka could not see it anymore from where she stood. Presently, she felt a cold wisp of breeze against her ear. Her fingers could not hold the handle of her bicycle anymore. Instantaneously, the bicycle crashed down on the ground and she ran like she never had towards her house, leaving her bicycle there. When she reached at the door, she rang the doorbell frenziedly. When Nitin opened the door, she rushed inside, shut the door behind her and pulled Nitin in a hug and away from the door. What happened? Are you okay? Nitin could not understand this behaviour. On a normal day, Renuka would not allow anyone to touch her until she had taken a shower after returning from the hospital. She would then sanitise every corner of the house that she may have touched or every tile she may have stepped on. Where is Urmi? Renuka asked as she scampered towards the bedroom to check on her daughter. She slept early today. Will you tell me what is with you? Here, sit down and drink some water first. You're trembling. Renuka related the happenings of the night to Nitin. At first, he listened with his mouth wide open. After she had narrated the entire incident, however, he sounded concerned about his wife's sanity. You've been talking about all those visuals in your head about the deceased patients? Perhaps you are just overworked and imagining things," Nitin concluded, trying to vaguely assure himself more than his wife. You need some time off work. 
Renuka could not agree more with her husband. However, with the increase in the number of patients every day and the limited number of staff at the hospital, she knew she may neither get her leave approved nor did it sound morally ethical to her to run away from the situation at hand. After giving it a lengthy thought, Renuka suggested, "Could you just pick me up from work tomorrow onwards on your moped? The streets get deserted pretty early in the night these days. Just drop over me with Veena when you come." Nitin nodded. The neighbor Veena was a very helpful lady. "Okay, I can do that. I don't think it should be a problem for Veena since it is around 9 o'clock every day when your duty ends. But if it bothers you too much, just request for a few leaves." A week went by this way. Nitin would ride Renuka back home after her shift. While the patient's woes continued to disturb Renuka, it was indeed a relief to see Nitin at the end of her day waiting outside the hospital to take her back home. Urmi enjoyed the time she got to play every day with Veena's toddler. Dinner happened soon after she was back home after her parents' arrival and they would target to hit the bed by 11 p.m. That night, after Renuka was done with her course, her eyes fell on the wall clock in the kitchen. 2 o'clock. She realized the clock needed to be fixed. She brought down the clock from the wall, adjusted the hands to show 11.15 and mounted the clock back on the wall. She slipped into bed beside Urmi and Nitin thereafter and was asleep in no time. Things being what they were, nightmares had become a regular phenomenon for Renuka. She woke up with a start at least twice every day. When the pace of her breathing had calmed after a few minutes, she got off the bed and walked up to the kitchen to quench her thirst with some water. It was just 2 o'clock. Morning was still quite a few hours away. Just when she began walking back to their bedroom, the jug full of water which she had just placed on the dining table in the living room fell down with a loud crash. Renuka winced. She turned around and looked at the spilled water on the floor and the next moment tiptoed towards the bedroom and peeped inside it, hoping to not have awoken Urmi or Nitin. Both of them still were fast asleep. Renuka frowned and began to mop the floor impassively. The task took a few minutes. She dried the mop later on the kitchen platform. As she switched off the lights in the kitchen, she glanced at the wall clock again. Still two o'clock. Can't be. I'll change the batteries in that clock tomorrow, she thought and headed towards the bedroom. The clock in the bedroom showed 2.25. Hmm, batteries for that kitchen clock for sure. A few days passed. Renuka's day would be filled with so much that she would forget to buy the batteries for the wall clock. While they sat for dinner one evening, Renuka remembered about it. I've been forgetting to buy the batteries for that kitchen clock. Can you please get them tomorrow? She requested Nitin. Batteries? I just changed them two weeks ago. They should be fine. Saying so, Nitin got up and went to the kitchen to check the time. 10.35. It's showing the right time, he said, and walked back to the dining table and began to eat his food. Really? It has been showing the wrong time since a week now. Maybe it started working again, Renuka thought aloud. As she wrapped up the course of the day and headed to sleep, she noticed the clock in the kitchen was still showing 2 o'clock. See, it's again showing the wrong time, she told Nitin as she got into bed. Oh, is it? 
I'll go ask for another pair from that shop tomorrow. They must have given me a faulty pair of batteries. The next day Nitin changed the batteries of the clock and adjusted its hands to show the precise time. The routine of the family did not change. Nitin would work during the early morning hours from his desktop. Renuka's morning would be busy in the kitchen as she cooked all the three meals of the day during this time. Her duty at the hospital would begin at 11 a.m. and Nitin would pick her up after her shift at 9 p.m. from the hospital. The night when this happened, Renuka had had a very tiresome day. When it was time for bed, she noticed the clock in the kitchen was hung yet again. I think we need to discard that clock, Nitin. It's not the batteries. I think the hand just gets stuck when it turns too probably. How can that be? It was showing 10:55 when I last checked. How can the hands get stuck at 2? Nitin said sleepily. You need sleep, Renuka. Good night. Renuka was not sleepy as yet and kept wondering about this. She could not resist the impulse of walking back to the kitchen and checking the clock again. It was still showing too. She tried hard to think maybe Nitin was sleepy. But he wasn't sleeping yet. When Renuka returned to their bedroom, he rolled towards his wife. You know Chandu was beaten up by the police today? What? Why? Renuka exclaimed. They didn't find that Navlakha yet? No. Lata insists Chandu only may have stolen it for dealing with Krishna Thai's medical and then funeral expenses. The police summoned him to the police station today to grill him about it. How can they beat him up without any proof though? Renuka only heard Nitin's snores in response to her question. She pulled her bedsheet over herself and slipped into sleep in some time. A few nightmares later, her sleep was disturbed. When she opened her eyes, it startled her to watch Urmi staring back at her while sitting on their bed. Recovering from the shock and while still lying on the bed, Renuka placed her hand on Urmi's She found it extremely cold. What happened, beta? Bad dream? Come go to sleep again. Urmi continued to sit up straight in the bed and stared at Renuka before she finally spoke. Auntie, Renuka pulled her hand away from Urmi's at once. She could not speak. Her heart was in her mouth as she recognized the voice to be that of Suman's. Instantly, she felt a wave of thousands of ants biting the insides of the walls of her chest. She wanted to scream but no voice escaped from her. Her hand felt numb as she tried to move it to wake her husband but realized she could not move it anymore. It's in 2 o'clock auntie. Renuka fainted. When she woke up the next morning, Urmi was still fast asleep. When Renuka remembered about what she had experienced at night, she got out of the bed at once and ran outside. Renuka, Nitin was seated with a cup of coffee at his desk and working. What happened? Renuka rushed towards Nitin and hugged him. Feeling her heated body against his arms, Nitin got up from his chair. What happened? You're down with fever. Last night, you know, Urmi was it wasn't Urmi. There was Renuka's mind was filled with thoughts. Perhaps it was just another dream, she thought. Nothing. 
I think it was one of those nightmares again, she told Nitin. Don't go to work today. Let's check your temperature, Nitin told his wife. Renuka did not argue with him. Maybe a few days away from work would be a good idea after all. When Urmi woke up, for some time Renuka stayed away from her. She could not believe she was observing her own child with eyes full of suspicion. This changed, however, after some time when Urmi seemed absolutely as normal and as silent as always. Nitin left the house for groceries just before noon. Urmi had been watching TV in the living room. Renuka made herself busy in the kitchen. She had almost finished cooking the meals for the day and was filling up water in the jug. Just then she remembered about the clock and turned her eyes towards it. It still showed too. A shiver ran down Renuka's back. With hesitant steps, she walked ahead and alit the clock. She was adjusting the clock when she felt a mild tugging at her nightgown. Oh, Urmi, you scared me. What is it? Renuka asked the child who was now looking up at her mother. Auntie, I was playing with it when Latama walked into the room. Get it for Latama or Krishna Thai won't tell me her stories. The clock fell out of Renuka's trembling hands and she moved away in a reflex from Urmi. The next moment, Suman's face flashed in front of Renuka's eyes. The brightness of the moment weighed upon her eyes and she struggled to keep them open. Urmi stood where she was, but was fading away from Renuka's eyes when the voice reached her ears again. It's in two o'clock, auntie. When Nitin returned home, he found Renuka lying unconscious on the floor. He rushed forward to attend to her. What happened to Mama Urmi? He looked at Urmi who stood timidly near her mother. Nitin sprinkled some water on Renuka's face. When she got back to her senses, Renuka was petrified. She could not look at her daughter. Nitin did not understand her behaviour. After a lot of pestering, Renuka opened up and narrated the whole incident to Nitin. At first, I thought it was a dream last night. But it wasn't Nitin. Urmi was talking. But it was not her. It is Suman. It took her time to get her husband convinced. But strange incidents had been happening several times in the last two weeks, right after Suman's death. The couple thought pensively about the incidents and discussed over them for the whole day. It could not be a coincidence that the words Renuka had heard from Urmi's mouth mentioned something about two o'clock and the clock getting stuck at that same hour every now and then. They concluded that Suman was definitely trying to communicate with them. What was she saying she was playing with? Nitin thought aloud as they lay awake in their bed that night. Urmi had slept a few minutes ago between her parents on the bed. Renuka was worried about her. I don't know, Nitin. She said it's in two o'clock. The clock broke open, but we didn't find anything in it. I can't think what she was trying to tell us. And why is she telling us? Whatever it is, she could have told her parents, right? Why us? Renuka pondered. Urmi woke up just then and looked at her parents while she rubbed her eyes sleepily. I could not find my way back home, auntie. Nitin and Renuka jumped out of the bed from either sides of it. Auntie, I followed you that day from the hospital. Please tell Latama, it's in two o'clock. Saying so, 
Urmi crept back under the bed sheet and fell sound asleep. The next day, Nitin and Renuka decided to visit Mr. Deshmukh. As Urmi played in the garden in front of his lavish bungalow, the couple confided in him about all the incidents that had happened with them chronologically. The story that the couple had narrated was not something that a villager in India would not believe. Mr. Deshmukh and Lata exchanged looks. He got up from the wooden swing he had been sitting on and stared at little Urmi as she played. A sudden thought struck Renuka. You know what? Possibly it is Lata's naulakha. Is there some clock in your house that's not functioning well and is stuck at two o'clock? She asked Mr. Deshmukh. Mr. Deshmukh turned around to face her and started to walk inside his house. Let's see. Come along. The four of them took a tour of the bungalow, checking every room for a broken clock. But all the clocks in the bungalow showed the right time. Could it have been two o'clock when Urmi hit the necklace? Maybe it is in one of these clocks itself. Nitin suggested. Mr. Deshmukh instructed his servants to get all the clocks in the living room. One by one, they opened all the clocks' battery boxes to check if they found anything in them. After they had checked all the clocks and not found anything, even after thirty minutes, they felt heavily disheartened. We'll take your leave, Mr. Deshmukh. Sorry to take your time, but believe us, we're really worried about Urmi. Nitin spoke with disappointment. Wait, Mr. Deshmukh, was there any clock in Suman's room? We didn't check her room since you have locked it up now. Renuka said impatiently. There was no clock in her room. We keep her room locked since she passed away. Please don't mind, but can I still see her room? I think if a child has to hide something, they will always hide it in their own safe space. Mr. Deshmukh and Nitin both nodded approvingly. Suman's room was full of colors. The child had used her crayons to scribble and doodle on almost all walls of the room. Her toys had now been shelved in her cupboard. Even with the colors, the room had a very austere vibe. Renuka glanced around the room. No clock. With a heavy heart, after looking around the room for a few minutes, she began to walk towards the exit of the room. Just then, her eyes fell on her own reflection in the mirror of the dressing table in one of the corners of the room. Something struck Renuka. If Suman had the naulakha, the child may have been trying it out on herself in the mirror. Mr. Deshmukh, can I please check the drawers of this dressing table? Renuka felt a strong pull towards believing her instincts. Mr. Deshmukh obliged. Amongst the many vibrant accessories that lay scattered in one of the drawers, Renuka soon found a tiffin box that lay deliberately buried. She took the box in her hand, threw an excited look at Mr. Deshmukh, and opened the box at once. The glittering naulakha inside the box brought a smile on Renuka's lips. Lata ran forward and snatched the necklace from her hands. Ah, finally! I'm glad. Mr. Deshmukh, please inform the police about this so they do not bother Chandu anymore, Renuka said, disgusted with the woman who showed no further concern about the events that had led to them 
having found the lost piece of jewelry Mr Deshmukh gazed at Urmi with tears in his eyes as she waved a goodbye to him and walked away with her parents and out of the gate of his house The tiffin box in his hands felt warm as he held it closer to his heart first and then looked at it teary-eyed The box had a picture depicting a clock showing the time of 2 o'clock on it Hey I hope you like the story if you like my podcast please don't forget to subscribe to stories by Sneha on Anchor Spotify Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from You can follow me on my Instagram handle at the.agathist Thank you so much for listening I'll see you next Wednesday with a fresh episode on stories by Sneha Bye